Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. We have another fantastic interview for all of you listeners today, as I am joined by 2021 U.S. Open doubles finalist Katie McNally to discuss her participation in this week's Madison Keys Court of Dreams Celebration of Tennis event. Of course, we also talk with Katie about her reflections from her first year on tour. What's it like as a 19, 20-year-old traveler? the world. What do you do to fill your time? Of course, I also wanted to talk about her reflections from her on-court experiences in year one, not just her experiences on the doubles court, which of course saw her reach that 2021 U.S. Open final, but of course the growth she's seen on the singles court and how she continues to make scheduling decisions, balancing her singles and doubles success. It is a fantastic conversation that we know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, you may notice There are some questions that went unasked. The reason for that fact is that we're going to get the chance to hang out with Katie this Thursday and Friday in Iowa for that Madison Keys Court of Dreams celebration of tennis event. Now, in case you have not heard, we're going to have Madison Keys, Katie McNally, KP Panu, Nathan Healy all competing in an exhibition event meant to raise money for Kindness Wins, a foundation focusing on acts of kindness to help those with mental health struggles across. Across the globe, of course, our Cracked Rackets team honored to be able to broadcast all of the action. Again, it's this Thursday, July 14th, Friday, July 15th. It's all happening for free on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. If you are in the Charles City, Iowa area, come join us. It's going to be a really fun day of action, not only the on-court tennis, but some of the off-court things, the auction of items. I believe a pair of U.S. Open tickets going to be up for grabs and so much more. Going to be a really fun day. And again, you can join us virtually on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel for that Madison Keys Court of Dreams celebration of tennis event this Thursday and Friday. Excited to get the chance to speak with both Katie and Madison again at that event. Of course, a reason we were able to speak with them here on this podcast today is because of the support we get from all of you listeners and the support we get from our friends at the Swing Vision app. Swing Vision at the forefront of all artificial intelligence technology innovations happening within the sport of tennis. Simply put, once you download the Swing Vision app, it will just be that much easier, that much more efficient in improving your game. Here's what you do. You download the Swing Vision app. You set up your phone on the back fence. You record every one of your hitting sessions. Swing Vision takes over from there. What they'll do, break down that hitting session, break down the forehands, the backhands, the serves, the volleys, so you can focus on each aspect of your game individually. They'll show you the makes. They'll show you the misses as well, tell you how you can continue to improve, and so much more. A fantastic appliance available in the palm of your hand. All you got to do to learn more about the Swing Vision app, click on the link in the description to this podcast. Of course, when you do, use our promo code CRACK20 when you sign up. You'll get $20 off your sign up plus a 14-day free pro trial. Again, we are so grateful for the support we get from our friends at Swing Vision. The least we can do, ask you to support them as well. Learn more by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. With that said, let's get to it. My conversation with the one and only Katie McNally. Hey, crack fans. 
Before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. You go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information one location with our friends at Swing Vision. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a 2021 U.S. Open finalist and someone participating in this week's Madison Keys Court of Dreams celebration of tennis event. Welcome back to the podcast, Katie McNally. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, thank you for having me. It's been a it's been a while since I've been on, so it's good to be back uh, talking to you guys. Yeah, some things have happened since we last yeah. spoke, and so it's always great yeah. to get that chance to catch up with you, and obviously yeah. looking forward to seeing you in Iowa in a couple of mm-hmm. days, and I think that's where we have to start. When you get the call to participate in, event, in an event like this, what was your response? Uh, for sure, yes. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't 100% sure what my schedule was going to be like, but I really wanted to make sure that I could do this event not only because um, I really like Madison, she's been extremely nice to me and has warmed me up for matches when I needed help um, and just talked to me um, about life on tour. And you don't get people like that very often, I feel like. So I've been really lucky to get to know her a little bit better. And I've been training with her down here in Orlando the past couple of days, which has been great. And um, yeah, you know, I think it's for a great cause. And I've never been to Iowa, so... I'm interested to see um, what it's like. I heard there's a lot of cornfields, but (laughs) again, yeah, it's for a great cause. And um, I know her foundation is big, the kindness wins, and I'm all about kindness as well. So I feel like um, I support that. So I really wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, No, it's awesome to hear. And that's actually a little surprising. There was never like a girls 10s or 12s event in Iowa that you had to like sneak off to and just play suddenly. So that's always nice. You can knock another state off the list. I've never been to Iowa either. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, the opportunity to play some additional grass court tennis. I'm sure you and Madison aren't training on the grass courts now, but obviously you just had a pretty successful run over on the grass courts in Europe. Got to be fun to get some extra grass court tennis in. 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see how the grass courts are um, compared to, you know, over in England. Um, I've heard that the guy that does the courts maybe did Wimbledon courts, so maybe they'll be really good. Um, I'm excited, though. I really like playing on grass. I think it suits my game well, and just to play an EXO with Maddie, I think will be really fun. Yeah, as someone from Michigan, I think Iowa's a gi- Iowa, Ohio's a giant cornfield. So like, it's not too different for you. Uh, but no, it's going to be a unique environment, certainly. And looking yeah. forward to that chance to see that match and watch it all play. And I'm, I am curious for you. You know, you talk about you weren't sure if it was going to fit into your schedule. Let's talk about that schedule of late. You fly yeah. over to Europe, and you know, let's start with the grass court success. Able to reach your first singles quarterfinal of the year, get some WTA. wins under your belt uh how was that month over on the british grass yeah so i was over in europe since second week of april so um yeah tennis is tough i mean you're not going to play which um happened to be the first five or six weeks i had some tough draws some tough losses so i was pretty down on myself but i continue to work super hard uh put in the work mentally physically you know in the gym and on the court. And then for the grass court, I feel like I always look forward to it. You know, it's only a couple weeks. It's only a couple events. So I try to really hone in on that, on those weeks and try to play my best tennis, try to play my game. And I feel like it, the, the surface brings out the best in me. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back to your game because I watched far too much grass court tennis over the past five weeks. And obviously you featured prominently in that watching, but you talk about two and a half months in Europe. You're 20 years old. You know, how taxing is it two and a half months away from home, two and a half months just going hotel room to hotel room? What was that like? I think that was the longest I've been away from home. I think maybe two years ago I was gone for seven weeks, maybe six or seven weeks. But this time um, it's definitely not easy, I would say. Uh, I think the most important thing is to have good people around you. Um, If you have a good team around you and a good support system, you know, they try to make it easier on you. And if you're not doing great every week, it's definitely not tough because you're a little bit harder on yourself. But um, I did enjoy myself. I was definitely happy to be home, spend some time with my dogs, just see my family, some of my friends. Um, So that was really nice. What are the things you're doing in those two and a half months? Because obviously there's a lot of time on court, the training sessions. And again, I want to get into that. But what are you doing? Two and a half months in Europe's not the worst thing in the world. No, I mean, I definitely saw some beautiful places. I went to Istanbul. I've never been there before. I thought that was really cool. I went to the bazaar there. So nothing, I've never seen anything like that. So, I mean, I get to do some pretty cool things. I think you have to put it into perspective, though, that, you know, you're playing the sport. You know, you might not be doing great, but we're so lucky. We get to travel all around the world and see some amazing places that a lot of people don't really get to ever go see. So that was great. You know, try, I always try to like go see something as well um, in the town or the city that I'm in. We we're also in like Czech Republic, which was beautiful. So I went to a bunch of places that I've never been before and tried to immerse myself in their culture as much as possible, I guess, when I wasn't playing. What was the best food city? <clears throat> That's a tough question. Wow. I'm sure like Istanbul was sneaky good. <laughs> It was there. Yeah. The meat in Istanbul was yeah. like crazy good. That's I, I'm, I'm jealous. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like across. I mean, again, you get to Birmingham and you're like, eh, like, eh. yeah, you know. uh, <laughs> yeah. 
England, I'm like, yeah, the food here is just you're not going to be getting the best food. Not yeah. going to lie. No, I don't know. I'm sure balancing, again, all of these things while training is half the struggle. And, you know, again, to get back to the on-court stuff, you've made the decision. I know you played a 60K in Prague and a 100K yeah. as well. But you've pr- primarily played WTA events, even if that means having to go the hard route and go through qualifying. Yeah. What's led to that decision? I think it's kind of just the way I am. I think I believe that I'm at that level. And to be honest, I think I play better when I'm playing the bigger events. When my mind, if I'm at a 60K, I think at times it can be great. You know, it's good for you to go into an event and maybe feel like you should win it. I think you have to deal with that somewhat pressure. I think it can be a good thing. But for myself, I just always am trying to put myself in a good position to play against the best players in the world. I mean, that's what I've always wanted to do since I was a little girl is play, play against the top players. So, and I think it's kind of showed through my results. I mean, qualifying for some WTAs and, you know, getting through qualifying, you feel a little bit more comfortable on the courts. You have a little bit more rhythm than other people. So, I mean, whenever I play a qualifier, you never, you know, it's always going to be pretty tough because they're more used to the conditions. Mm -hmm. They have some magic under their belt. Mm -hmm. And you talked about the word confidence. You know, you're someone who plays a power style of tennis. You're someone, obviously, you're going to hit the big serve, hit the big forehand, play on your terms. I'm sure it helped to be on a grass court. But what clicked so well over, you know, the two weeks, three weeks on the grass courts that allow you to, you know, get back in the winner's circle where you belong? I think it was all mental, honestly. Um, I will not lie. I was I would say I was struggling a little bit mentally after those couple weeks on the clay. And I mentally decided to just make a change. I was like, Katie, you know you love this sport, but you're putting yourself in such a difficult position to enjoy yourself. And probably a lot of athletes go through that. And Maddie was also really nice to me after I had a tough loss at the French open. She reached out to me and that meant a lot to me to have someone who's been in that position, reach out and just be like, you know what? I've been there before. Like, like you're going to get through it. And so like that meant a lot to me and just mentally knew like my games there, everything's there have, you know, people telling me, you know, you're so close and that definitely can make it a little bit more difficult, but it's just such a mental game. I just kind of like needed to make the switch, just allow myself to, to play, to be free, to just enjoy myself. And I think that showed kind of those, those couple weeks when I was playing. Yeah. I I mean, you were hitting the forehand massive. It was really fun to watch, certainly. (laughs) And, you know, I, I am curious because it's, two schools of thought and you know right now you're a top 15 doubles player in the world and even during some of those str- single struggles quarterfinals indian wells semifinals miami round of 16 roland garros yeah are they two different schools of thoughts like does the co- because it's working in on the doubles court still right so i'm curious yeah. does that confidence bleed into singles how do you approach the two things yeah i think you know again i'm lucky that i have you know, good people around me and we all have similar thoughts. I think, you know, some people might say, Oh no, like no more doubles, like only focus on singles. And, you know, I think I'm, I'm probably made that mistake when I went over to Europe in the beginning is I only played singles. And for me, I just need to get out on a match court, whether it's singles, doubles, I just need to get out there, play at the end of the day, you know, my team's like, the lines are a little, you know, you play a little bit more court at the end of the day, you're still getting the serves, you're getting the returns, you're getting, 
I mean, I've played some doubles matches where I was so nervous, like big moments and you can't replicate those on a practice court. You can try, you can be like, you know, right now you're going to, you're serving down love 40. Like, what are you going to do? But you can't replicate that pressure that you feel in a doubles match. And I have so much fun out on the doubles court. I don't know why I necessarily would take it away. And every time I do well in doubles, I feel like the singles follows as well because the confidence kind of just um, goes from the doubles into the singles. I feel a little bit more confident in my game. Yeah, I mean, it translates. There's no doubt about that. And for you from a scheduling perspective, I assume singles would be the scheduling focus, right? Like if it's go play City Open doubles versus playing in 100K that week, you know, it might be the singles would be the preference. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, I think that I can get into like qualities of these events. Yeah, Obviously, sure. my singles ranking isn't where I really want it to be. But again, it's just a number and more worried just about my game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I'd maybe go. Honestly, I might go and just be like, I think I'm going to get into qualities of singles. Like I'm going to go play, but I'm going to go play both mm-hmm. because I feel like I've learned that mistake of maybe not going to play the bigger event. And you look at the list and it's like, well, the list dropped crazy, like it dropped like a crazy amount. I could have easily gotten in. So, yeah, I guess every situation would be different. Yeah. And it doesn't help when you never know what the rankings rules are going to be. Do I get to keep points here? Yeah. Am I actually getting points there? And so, you know, with that said, last two questions for you, because obviously I'm going to save some of my questions for when I see you in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been able to be on tour now for a full year, year and a half. What yeah. are the things you've picked up in that first year? Do you train differently? Are there different approaches? What's that first year been like for you? Yeah. So the first year on tour, um, no one really knows who you are. So you can kind of go out swinging, going for everything. Uh, no one really knows how to play you. I would say, you know, the second and third year, people start to get to know who you are. They kind of understand how you like to play and, you know, what your game is more. So from like the tennis perspective, that's kind of a change I saw. But then for me personally, I think um, I've just gotten better at figuring out what I like to do, you know, on the road, making sure I get to go see places just so I can keep my mental health at like a good place. Um, because you don't just want to be locked up in your hotel room after every match and just being really hard on yourself. And then just, you know, it's lonely. I mean, you have your coach and your support team, but again, you're missing your friends. You're missing, uh, from being home, your, my dogs, for example. So I think it took some time to get used to like being okay, being by myself, but over time and with the years I've been, you know, the weeks and now years I've been traveling a lot. Um, I've gotten a lot better at that. Yeah, and with that in mind, we get to see you this week in Iowa. And again, that coverage is going to be on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel. Thursday, Friday, you'll get to see Madison, Katie, and the whole affair uh, that's going down at the All-Iowa Lawn Tennis Club. After that, you know, hardcourt summer coming up. What does the schedule look like for you the next few weeks and months? Yeah, so I'll start up in uh, Washington. So I'll go to Washington. Uh, week after that is Concord, which is a 125. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, of course. Yeah. Um, and then depending on, you know, hopefully I'm doing really well in those events. Um, maybe I won't need to go to Cleveland and play, but Cleveland's always an option. And then uh, U.S. Open. So it's a pretty packed summer, but I'm looking forward to it. I feel like I'm putting in the work and 
you know, as long as my mind's in a good place, I think I can play some great tennis. It's awesome to hear. If you need an extra 0.1% of a reason to go to Cleveland, I will be there all week long as the tournament <laughs> MC. So again, like if all it's right. like, should we go? Should we go? It's like, all right, fine, let's go. You know, again, that's that final push over the over the finish line. But obviously, Katie, uh, congratulations on your success in Europe and obviously throughout the course of your pro career to date. Very much looking forward to getting the chance to hang out uh, in Iowa and yeah, wish you safe. To. Yeah, and enjoy that <laughs> six thirty flight. Uh, looking forward to seeing you there. Sounds good. All right, thank you so much. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with 2021 U.S. Open doubles finalist Katie McNally. A huge thank you to her, not only for taking the time to chat, but for participating in this week's Madison Keys Court of Dreams celebration of tennis event. It is going to be a blast. And again, we'll be broadcasting it all on our Cracked Rackets YouTube channel this Thursday and Friday, July 14th and 15th. Looking forward to chatting more with Katie, with Madison, and all the other participants at this week's event. Of course, again, if you want to follow any of it, just tune in to our Crack Rackets YouTube channel this Thursday and Friday. Or if you're in the Charles City, uh, Iowa area, feel free to pop by. It's going to be a fun day filled with activities. With that said, of course, plenty else going on across levels in the tennis world. Just because the major just finished last week doesn't mean the tennis world takes a week off. No, 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 folks. Two ATP events, two WTA events, countless challengers as well. We're covering it all on our Great Shot podcast and mini break podcast feeds those episodes available as part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network or on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review them, share them with your friends. We always appreciate any feedback you all may have. Of course, a shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the <laughs> of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. Shout out to our friends at Swing Vision as well. You can learn more about the Swing Vision app by clicking on the link in the description to this podcast. With that said, for the fantastic Katie McNally, our super producer, Danny Westoff, our friends at Swing Vision, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. Talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 